Hey friend, we're Lisa Lord and Sarah Jacobson, and this is the Christian Business Breakdown, a podcast for faith-led coaches, course creators, and creatives to start, build, and scale their business, all without second-guessing their every move. We're former teachers turned business owners who finally broke down and ditched trying to run our businesses the way everyone said we should. If you're ready to become the expert in your business without trying to do all the things, then you're in the right place. Join us each week as we equip you with the tools and skills you need to be an empowered CEO, discerning the best strategies to maximize impact and income for your unique business, and even have a little fun along the way. We love practical business strategies, Jesus, and keeping it real. It's time to break it down. We're back and we are in week three of our four-part series, Would You Like Fries With That? This is an entire series dedicated to sales, serving our clients well, and creating a business that we love. And we started this whole series out with the idea that when you go to a fast food restaurant and you're ordering your meal, they love to ask you, do you want fries with that? And how many times, Lisa, do you say yes to that question? It's higher percentage than I would like to admit. Yeah, because fries just make it all better. And sometimes when we go to a restaurant, fast food ones I'm thinking of particular, I always want their fries because their fries are just so good. Real quick, we got to talk about this. I, we have not talked about this yet. How have we had three podcasts about French fries and not discussed what re- what is your favorite fast food restaurant French fry? Okay, my go-to is going to be Chick-fil-A because their fries are just so good. But if you went back to my childhood before everybody got on the health kick, McDonald's fries from our childhood cooked mm-hmm. in like the old kind of fat. I mean, you just you can't beat that. I agree. I have a two-part answer to this question as okay. well. I have a uh, ridiculous obsession with Sonic because oh. I love their Dr. Pepper. And oh, I, am, yes. I am obsessed with that. Their fries there are actually pretty good, but I think it's because <laughs> their Dr. Pepper is so dang good. So that tends to be the French fry I get most often because while I am at Sonic and I'm getting my Dr. Pepper, guess what they ask me? Do you want some fries with that? And guess what? The answer is sometimes yes, not always because that's not yes. my favorite. My favorite go-to French fry is Burger King. Oh, yeah. I love Burger King fries. They are my favorite. So I don't know what it is. They're like buttery or something and they're like a little crispier. They're just my favorite. So we all have our favorite restaurant of where we love to get our French fries. Really, I just, I like my French fries hot and crispy and with some really good ketchup. That's my minimum requirements. When we look at fast food, we're not just talking about French fries. We're talking about the whole sales experience that we have when we go and they ask us, do we want fries with that? And what that means for us in our own business. It gives us the opportunity to evaluate, are we doing the best that we can in our sales opportunities? in our sales sequence in our own business. And today we're going to talk about when we make that offer, there has to be room for the client or the customer to say no easily. We want to make it an easy yes, which I think we think about that part of it, but we also want to be able to help our customer say no along the way as well. If you've missed the first two episodes in the series, I highly recommend hit pause on this real quick, go back and listen to those, but especially last episode and episode eight, where we're really talking about not feeling salesy and not feeling icky when you're making those sales. It just helps. If there's a way for people to say no to you, that doesn't feel as icky because it's like, I'm not trying to sell this. My whole soul is not riding on this one sale. And so therefore it, it just opens the door for people to say no. And guess what? I Spoiler alert, your business, your product is not for everyone. 
Yes. The reality is, is that in this whole sales process, you are in the driver's seat as the business owner. You're guiding the conversation. You know the path that that you need to take in the sales sequence. However, you also want to allow that potential client to feel in control. You want them to feel like they can voice their opinion, that they can ask questions, that they can be in control of this process as well. And part of that is allowing them to be able to say no gracefully, that they don't have to feel manipulated or pushed or coerced into making this sale, that they are able to have some sense of control along the way as well. We've all been in those situations where you can't say no and it's really difficult and it it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. We just recently, it's, you know, the new year has just been here and my son wanted to join a gym. His best friend was at that gym. So he went to the gym. I, I think you're sensing a, an episode of Friends here where they, you can't say no to the gym. Right. Anyway, he joined. And then like the next day he told his best friend, he's like, hey, I joined the gym. And the guy's like, oh, um, I actually canceled my membership and went to a different one. It's been like three weeks of trying to cancel that membership. And yeah, it has a left a really bad taste in my mouth because I can't say no. They've given us this runaround. It's made me mad and made me not have a good experience with that with that gym. And I don't want to tell people to go there. We want people to say yes, but we want them to say yes and feel really good about it. And in that, we want them to have the opportunity to say no, thank you without, sometimes I, the only way I can say no is I have to get angry about it. Yes. And then I feel like I can say no. And we don't want our customers to feel that way. And so I mentioned this back in an episode, um, I think episode eight, I don't want to get too biblical on this, but in thinking about this episode and how we help our customers say no, I just was reminded of the feeding of the 5,000. It's found in um, John 6. And it goes back to the other episodes where we were talking about inviting people, setting the table. But that's really what Jesus does in that feeding of the 5,000. He sets the table. He offers great value to people. He feeds them this amazing meal. But then he leads leaves that decision up to the people. He allows the opportunity for them to say, yes, I want to come and follow you. And some did follow, but not very many. Many of them said, no, thank you. That was enough. I got my meal you're a pretty great guy, but I'm not going to actually come and follow you. But he leaves room for the no. Yeah. And I love that. Even just the thought of providing that value of feeding the people and feeding your people and giving them your message. And it's okay if they if they say no to that. Um, there's power in that as well, because it just shows that you are really reaching the people that you want and you really need to be reaching. And we want people to say yes and feel good about it because we want them to come into our product, into our program, use our product, into our shop, and feel confident and comfortable because then they'll want to come back and they're going to tell other people about that. My encouragement to you as you think about how can I kind of build into my sales process this freedom to to want to join but also the freedom to say no is that I believe you have to decide in advance what kind of salesperson you're going to be. (laughs) You can't wait until you're in the middle of the sales to decide, oh, I'm going to be pushy or I'm not going to be pushy. You have to decide that ahead of time and then practice, practice, practice how you're going to go through that sales process. Think about your back end, what that communicates to people, where they're able to opt in and opt out in that sales sequence, but really just decide ahead of time. I know some people that like can literally sell anything to anybody. They're just like a talker and they can smooth talk their way in. That's not me. And I don't feel comfortable doing that. And so I've decided 
more on my side that I'm going to leave the decision up to you and the Lord. You need to go pray about it. I'm, I'm going to push you. I'm going to encourage you that this is a good product and I offer a good transformation, but I'm not going to beg you. I'm not going to try and manipulate you. I'm not going to get into the psychology side of it, into sales and, you know, try and force it in. But I had to decide what kind of salesperson I was going to be ahead of time. Yeah. And I think it's safe to say that the majority of people are not born salespeople. Right. There are people who that is their gift and they are extremely good at it. But most of us don't have that natural sales tendency in it. So it is practice. It is about practice and it is about finding that line of what feels comfortable, but also it's not going to feel comfortable. (laughs) So you have to be able to push through that and decide what level of sales you are going to do. But it is going to be stretching. And I want to encourage people with that in that even if you've been selling a long time, try to add something new in there and just tweak it a little bit because you can always get better at it and you should be striving to get. It's just like anything in business. Like that's part of the one of the downfalls of being a business owner is you have to be good at a lot of different things. But that means that you have to commit to doing that and to practicing it. It is a skill and you do have to learn it. And one of the ways that I have found the best way to learn is to pay attention when I'm purchasing a course or purchasing a product or going through someone's sales sequence. What do I like? What do I not like? What did they say that helped convince me? What felt manipulative? Where did I feel, you know, like the warm fuzzies inside about purchasing something? And where did I feel that pressure so that I can either replicate what they were doing or I can change what they were doing because I don't want to make people feel the way that I felt. And that's the whole purpose of what we're doing right here is that we are looking at fast food restaurants who have been hugely successful in what they've done and taking that and applying it to our business. So the fact of, do you want fries with that? How can you add something into your sales sequence or your sales process that feels good, that is also serving your clients and opening the door. And those are, again, the things we've talked about in episodes seven and eight, just looking at having the ability to say no to something. Like if I don't want fries, I just say no. I don't feel bad about saying no. They don't feel bad that I didn't order fries. And how do you how do you make people feel when they say no? Like if I go to Chick-fil-A and they say, would you like fries with that? Does the person give me that look of like, Ugh really? It's just $1.50. Or do they say, no problem, your total is $27.50. So how we make people feel when they say no, we have to practice that response too. Because if we are in a sales process and we're wanting to make a sale, hearing a no can be hard. It's not easy. Right. The more you do it, the more you get better at it. But hearing a no is never easy. However, it's like, well, that is not what that person needs or wants. And maybe it's like, oh, you don't want fries with that? How about a drink instead? Maybe it's asking a different question. And it's practicing that. It's practicing that and having those languages, that language and those options that can easily flow. So you're not stumbling over your words. We talked about in episode seven, like feeling very confident in our sales and knowing what we're doing. And that just simply takes time and practice, some error and being willing to learn and grow. Like you said, it's a skill that you really do have to learn. It's setting up your business and your back end and your clients so that you can easily say that and people can easily choose if that's for them or not. Going back to Sonic, it's my favorite. If you don't have their app, you need to get it. This is this is not sponsored at all by not Sonic. Sponsored. Although, however, Sonic, if you want to sponsor me, that is wonderful. But I use their app because if you do, you get half price drinks all the time. So it's like happy hours. 
at Sonic all the time. But within the app, my favorite thing is at the very bottom of your cart, because usually I'm just ordering my Dr. Pepper. At the end, it's like, your cart looks a little lonely. Would you like a snack? And I just <laughs> love that. So instead of like, do you want fries with that? The Sonic app asks me, it, it says it looks lonely in here, which I'm like, that's so funny. <laughs> but just setting it up to like a cutesy little thing of like, hey, it's a little lonely in here. Your cart looks sad. You know, do you want to add something right. to it? That's awesome. From last week, we talked about inviting people into the sale, opening that door. And that also applies to helping them be able to feel free to say no, because when you present the invitation well, you can make it easy for them to decline gracefully. And and it affirms them and makes them feel good about the decision. And for me, if you look at sales as the long game, when you make them feel good about saying no, you are actually leaving the door open for them to say yes in the future. But if you push and you manipulate and you force and they have to get angry in order to say no, or like your gym story, you have to work so hard to say no, then it's going to be a no forever. It's an unfollow and unsubscribe from your email list. And probably tell my friends not to to join or follow or listen or buy that product. Right. And we don't we don't want to be about that at all. And you you never know. It's like one of the things that we talk about in our ads model. It might not be the right time for that person. That doesn't mean it's a no forever. It just means it's a no for right now. It could be that I'm in a busy season of life or, hey, maybe I have small kids and this is more for somebody who is doesn't have kids at home. Or maybe it's for newlyweds and I've been married 20 years or, you know, vice versa. So just because it's a no right this moment, doesn't mean it's a no forever. So keep that in mind. You want to keep those people in there just in case they need you later on. And I didn't really have this in the notes, but I do want to say this because it is really easy to think when you're first starting out or you're desperate for sales that you just want to make the sale. And that is just a lie because if you get someone into your program, into your product, into your photography business, that really isn't your ideal customer. It is way more detrimental than if they had just said, no, thank you. Oh my gosh. Yes. Serving the wrong clients is almost worse than having no clients at all because they end up going to be more trouble than they're worth. You're going to have headaches. There's going to be all these issues that are going to be associated. So you want the right people to be saying yes, and that means you want the wrong people to be saying no. So just keep that in mind as you're you're going through the sales process. If someone is a red flag for you right now, they're not an ideal cu- customer, be ready to just let that go and know that it is it is a better decision for your business than than forcing the sale. And so the last point I have about serving your clients well, allowing them to have the opportunity to say no, and Lisa already mentioned this a little bit. We talked about in episode 7 some upsell items of do you want fries with that to kind of upsell them, but you can also have a couple of items in your business where you downsell them. They aren't ready to buy your full package, your full course. Maybe they're not ready to buy a full branding shoot, but you have something that you can downsell to them that serves them well. It keeps them interested. It shows them that you have other options, but they're not feeling forced to buy the whole kit and caboodle. It's just that like, like, trust, no, try it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no trust and like. <laughs> 
It's that no trust and like factor in that they might not be ready to spend $1,000 with you, but maybe they're willing to spend $25. And then after they see $25, they're like, ooh, there's a lot of value in that. They can move up the ladder. And so you might not be getting the huge fish at first, but sometimes you have to start with a little fish. Yeah. And then the, the it works its way up. By downselling them, then they see it's a great product. It's a great service. I like it. And then leaves room for more in the future. But yeah, don't just write them off because they said no to your big ticket item. And we talked about that in a previous episode too, about it's about building a relationship. And some people just need a longer runway to build that relationship with you. They need to be nurtured. They need to be reassured. Maybe they purchased a program before that similar to yours and it was terrible. And so you need to show them that you're different than the other people out there, that you really do have their best interest in mind, that you do want to serve them and they just need some time to build that relationship. That's so important. As you're thinking through your sales process and going back to the previous episodes where we talked about upselling, serving them well, asking them those questions of do you want fries with that, keep in mind how in your sales process you can help the customer say no and why you want them to do that for the long term. Because either they're saying no because they're not an ideal customer and you don't want them in your business or they're just not ready yet and we need to just keep nurturing them along, building that relationship, helping them with some of our smaller products, and then seeing if over time we can actually bring them in and sell them our full course or product or program. Sometimes seeing the no's come up helps you really realize in your business, maybe if you're seeing a lot of no's, then maybe you need to make some changes. And that's actually what we're going to be talking about next week. Stay tuned for that. And there's going to be some really good nuggets in that. But just keep in mind that the no's can be really important and tell you really good information about your business, about your clients, about your people, and just give you some indicators and some markers of maybe some changes that you need to make in the future. And if you're feeling really frustrated in that process of like you're getting a lot of no's or you are finding people are really frustrated in your sales process, then hop on an empowerment call with us. This is something sometimes you just need someone outside of your business to give you some insight. We could do a practice call with you where you actually go through your sales sequence with us and try and pitch to us and we can help you see along the way maybe some changes or little tweaks that you need to make. So hop on an empowerment call with us. We'd love to help you with that. The link is in the show notes and you can sign up for those. It's one of the things we love to do because we know that by giving an hour of our time, we can make such a difference in your business for the rest of 2023 and beyond. Being a business owner is so lonely. Being an entrepreneur can be so difficult and so hard. And my husband is so supportive of my business, but he just doesn't quite get it. And so finding somebody that can speak into your business and really that one hour might just be mind blowing to you. I mean, there's been times where Sarah and I have met together and I leave that and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I feel like I'm a whole new business owner now. And so we just want to be that person for you. So hit that up in the show notes if that is something that you that you need. You know, here at the Christian Business Breakdown, every week we run through our ads model. If you have not gotten our guide to help you go through that ads model, we encourage you to go to the show notes and get that. It's a free download. Um, there's a journal page that you can use to help you really become empowered and to be the expert in your business like no one else can be. 
and run through these questions to help you make decisions. If you struggle with decision fatigue, if you struggle with decision paralysis, or you just don't know what to do, these are four great questions to help you decide, is the strategy that we're talking about today um, helpful to me? Is it something that I should implement? Or is this something that's just a pass for right now and I need to put it off? So our ads model is ADDS and we have four questions that we run through. So let's take just a quick run through those for today's strategy. So for Analyze, does this help your business? Are you having trouble in your sales sequence? Is there something, are you getting too many no's? Are you, are you not getting the no's? Are there things that feel icky in your sales system? Then maybe you need to take a deeper look into that. And then the second letter is D, which is discern. Is this the right time for me to be doing this? If you are about to head into a launch for your program, then this is absolutely when you should be doing this to be prepared for that launch. Or maybe you are right in the middle of a launch and this is not the right time. You need to just get through, do a really good job with what you have right now. And then after your launch, take the data, hop on an empowerment call with us. Let's analyze that data and see what you can improve before your next launch. But you're discerning, is this the right time for me to be working on this strategy in my business? This is so funny because this could be where your clients are at. Like this is the opportunity for you to say no as a business owner, because you have to say no to things. And if you're saying yes to certain things, then that means you're saying no to other things. So keep that in mind when you're making these decisions that your that your customers or your clients are, are thinking the same thing. The second D in this is decide. Am I willing to go all in? Am I willing to make this decision? Am I willing to put in the work? Am I willing to figure out my sales system? That's a big marker in your business. Am I going to do this? Because we can we can discern, yeah, this is right for me. I totally want to do it. But if you don't decide and move forward and do the work towards it, it, it it's not going to happen. And then those things hang over your head because you've said that it's important. You know that you want to be doing it, but if you aren't ready to go all in on it, it's just going to cause more worry and anxiety. So make the decision. Yes, I'm all in. I'm going to dedicate some time to this. I'm going to invest in an empowerment call or some training to get better at sales or just say, I'm not doing it right now and I'm going to wait till later. But don't live in that middle world of yes and no. It's too stressful. Yeah. Um, and then the last letter of the ads model is the success marker. And you're setting a way that you're going to measure your success in this. In this strategy, it could be very cut and dry. For example, let's say you have a 30% success rate on sales calls converting your sales for your program. And so you're going to set a success marker that in the next six months, I'm going to convert at a rate of 50% or higher. So in this way, this success marker may actually be a hard number. A lot of times the success marker isn't a hard number. It's just more of a description of how you want to feel or the work that you want to do. But with sales and, and increasing sales, you may have an actual percentage that you're working towards. And the other part of a success marker is that you want to be sure that you are setting a date. How long am I going to try this strategy before I make tweaks or make any big changes? And if you're doing this on on the on, on the heels of a, of a launch, then that really will, it will help make that success marker. Like for this launch, I'm going to try this strategy. And if it doesn't go well, then maybe next launch I need to tweak it. And so I think, again, this might be a really good time to create this thing and to move forward with your, with your sales process because it just really helps you. There's like a 
concrete time frame where you can really move forward on this. And we want to set deadlines so that we're not trying something too long and it's not working. And we also don't want to give up on it too quickly if it doesn't feel like it's working. So set that deadline. Um, and then I also encourage you to make sure that you download that ads model in our show notes and sign up for an empowerment call because we would love to help you walk through all of this in that phone call and just really set you up for success in your business. We so appreciate you being here and being a part of our show and our business besties. And we would love for you to leave us a review. It helps us to reach other people. It helps us to, it helps other people to hear about what we do and the value that we provide to you. We're going to take all of the five-star reviews that we've received through the end of February and put them in a drawing for a free empowerment call because we really do want you to be the expert of your business. So we hope that you have a great week and remember, break down your business so you don't have a breakdown. Thanks for joining us for today's breakdown. If this episode has empowered you, please leave a review and share with a fellow CEO. Remember, you are the expert of your business, so break it down your way. 